Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the Blues played hockey again last night. Uh, that's the good news. They took on the New Jersey Devils, a first game in a while. Bad news, pretty much everything else. Uh, Blues did score four goals, which is pretty cool. Uh, they gave up seven, and Jordan Bennington struggled immensely. Um, it's time to talk about Jordan Bennington, for real. Uh, it's it's no more excuses, you know? He, he looked bad last night. We're going to be getting into that. Uh, Billy Huso potentially being traded to the Edmonton Oilers. Busy episode today. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and your number one source for daily Blues content. I'm Josh Hyman, and I'm going to be taking you guys on a busy solo episode today as the St. Louis Blues took on the New Jersey Devils last night and came away with a pretty rough 7-4 loss. Loss to talk about, you know, there are a few positives I'm going to try to get into. You know, some of the forwards played pretty well. And then, you know, Scott Perunovic could be returning from injury kind of soon. So I'm talking about that. But I'm also going to be talking about the struggles of Jordan Bennington because last night was his worst game uh, in a long time. You know, it isn't just, oh, the defense didn't show up. There were a couple goals that really didn't really didn't look good for uh, for old Binner there. Um, so I'm going to be talking about that and more. But first, I want to give a shout out to anyone and everyone who makes Locked on Blues your first listen, whether it's with your morning cup of coffee, on your drive to school, or work. Uh, we appreciate you guys for making us your first listen because we are free and available on all podcast platforms. All right, without further ado, St. Louis Blues played the New Jersey Devils last night. First time in a long time the Blues have played hockey, and they came away with a uh, a real rough loss. They outshot the New Jersey Devils thirty-one to twenty-nine. Braden Shen had two goals, but the Blues gave up five. One, two, three, four, five goals in the third period, which anytime you do that, you're not going to have success as a hockey team, especially against a team that struggled as much as the New Jersey Devils. Um, lost to talk about. I mean, the defense certainly was poor. That's that's no secret. But Jordan Bennington didn't get hung out to dry like he like he had been uh, in previous games. You know, there were there were points where the Blues were really in this game, you know, and, and it felt like Jordan Bennington... The next goal he gave up was was pretty weak. I don't remember which goal it was uh, off the top of my head because there were so many. I think it might have been the fifth goal. Oh, sorry, no, the fourth goal. Heeshear's goal, the go-ahead goal for the New Jersey Devils. One-timer come across from Subban and Bennington, you know, comes across the crease and just bounces off his body into the net. That's a save you got to make if you're Jordan Bennington. Uh, and there were a couple instances like that last night, a couple of, a couple of saves that he really should have made. Um, the fifth goal, the backhand goal from VC. It felt like Bennington was just a little bit off his angle, out of position, you know, a backhander. Sure, great shot, but man, there were a couple goals last night where Jordan Bennington really felt like uh, the scapegoat. Not the scapegoat, I guess, because scapegoat is someone who gets unfairly blamed. Uh, he felt like the uh, the problem for the Blues. You know, we hadn't really seen it this year where Bennington has felt like the problem. It always has just been like, oh, the defense isn't showing up in front of him. The team isn't playing as hard in front of him. And the defense was definitely pretty bad last night, for sure. But that being said, you know, Jordan Bennington makes a couple saves and the Blues come away with an easy win there. I hate to say it. Uh, I hate to put the blame on him like that, you know. 
Um, granted, he shouldn't have to be put in that situation against a team like the New Jersey Devils. He shouldn't have to face so many high-danger scoring opportunities against a team like the New Jersey Devils. That falls on the Blues defense, absolutely. Uh, but that being said, you know, you, you can't you can't let up that many goals to the New Jersey Devils as a goaltender. Um, looking at his overall, he had 22 saves on 27 shots, so he allowed five goals. He has had, I think, over his last five or six performances, he's allowed five goals three or four times and i think he's allowed more than three goals in like his last nine starts jordan biddington has struggled this season you know he he was good enough at points where it didn't feel too dire but last night was dire last night it was a real real worry for me watching jordan biddington play you know given his contract given the next few years i hope that this isn't consistent and i don't think it is i don't think that right now we're finally seeing Jordan Bennington for what he really is and the cup run was a fluke and last season was a fluke and the first few games of this season were a fluke no I I don't think so I think Jordan Bennington is kind of shelled right now confidence wise um and it showed last night you know he he wasn't playing confidently and some of those saves you could tell he really was just down on himself not frustrated not overly competitive you know when he got trucked in the third period there really felt like he was just kind of like ah man rough game you know I feel like the old Jordan Bennington we would have seen him get up riled up and try to get in their face after you know getting run over on a play like that I just think he's rattled right now confidence wise um because a guy like Billy Huso has just outperformed him so much I think Bennington is, is taking that a little a little hard um I don't think it's too late for him I don't think it's too late for this Blues team by any mean I think that there needs to be an upgrade with the defense just to take some of the weight off of Jordan Bennington um but team needs to play better all in all. And it starts with Jordan Bennington. You know, it's not his fault. He wasn't the reason they lost last night. Could he have been the reason they won? Absolutely. If Jordan Bennington comes out and, you know, plays an above average hockey game, the Blues probably win. Granted, if the whole team comes out and plays an above average hockey game, the Blues probably win. So it's not just on Jordan Bennington. You know, whenever you have a goalie that plays poorly, it's really easy to point the blame because they're the only guy at that position, you know. But the forwards didn't have the greatest game in terms of the breakout, especially in the third period. The defense had a poor game. So it's easy to point fingers at Jordan Bennington because he's just one guy. Yeah, he was poor, but all in all, it was a systematic failure by the St. Louis Blues. I'm going to continue to talk about that and more in the second segment, as well as eventually getting into the Billy Huso to Edmonton Oilers trade rumors that Elliot Friedman brought up. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But first, I want to give a shout out to our good friends over at Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions. You know it. I've talked about it before. But not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Puffs are the first ever protein bar infused marshmallow. Protein infused marshmallow. I still get that wrong every time because it sounds so surreal. Built Puffs are delicious. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so delicious. They're going to be your new favorite. They're my new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, even the Puffs, 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, high-protein. You can replace your favorite candy bars with these. They're better. A table candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories, but if you're looking at a Built Bar, you're getting about 130 calories, four grams of net sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which, like I said, has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. There's so many delicious flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and all new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. First priority for them, 
make it delicious. And then after that, they figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how they do it, but they do not miss. They pull it off every time. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com, and I'll be right back. All right, so going to try to talk about some of the positives from the game because it wasn't all that bad. Um, one of the biggest things that jumps off the page for me is Braden Shen continues to have his really strong play. It does seem like he might have had a late injury there, and Brudy said he's questionable to go uh, in Chicago, so hopefully it's nothing serious because he's been playing really good hockey as of late, and he continued it with a two-goal performance there, especially one late to get the Blues back in it. Uh, Clem Costin got himself a goal, which is great. You know, felt like he's kind of had an up-and-down season in terms of his involvement with the offense, and tonight he he proved himself. He got himself a, a goal. Justin Falk, another guy with a goal. Um, one of the strongest defensemen the Blues have had this season. Another guy, you know, other strongest defensemen the Blues have had this season, Tori Krug. Finds his way on the score sheet with two assists. Pavel Buchnevich had himself an assist. Colton Pareko had himself an assist. But man, looking at that plus-minus page for the St. Louis Blues in last night's game, looks like a, the leaderboard for the Masters. Minus two, minus three, Scandella. Minus three, Robert Thomas. Minus two, Jordan Cairo. Minus two, Tori Krug. Minus three, Vladimir Tarasenko. It, it was just all around. You know, there wasn't a, a, a point where you're like, oh yeah, these, at least these guys were really good. At least these guys were a net positive on the ice. Nope, it was like every single time. Blues were on the ice. They were getting shelled. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's tough. Like, you could... One argument that has been going through my mind is, like, if Jordan Bennington just makes a few more saves, does the team play better? But then the flip side of that is, to, if the team plays better, does Jordan Bennington make a few more saves? It, it really feels like it's a confidence issue right now. The team isn't as confident playing in front of Jordan Bennington, and therefore, Jordan Bennington isn't as confident in himself, and it's just a vicious cycle, you know? Um, goaltending is a huge huge position that relies on confidence um we saw it with jordan bennington you know we came in in his cup run he played with a ton of confidence the do i look nervous quote so famous so iconic you could tell the man was just oozing with confidence and he played like it you know making bold plays coming out of his crease shutting guys down cutting off angles he, he was playing like a man on fire we loved it we love that buzzword um and we haven't seen that confidence out of Jordan Bennington this season, and we definitely didn't see that confidence out of Jordan Bennington last night. Billy Huso is a guy that's played with a ton of confidence, and I think it rubs off on the team. Uh, or maybe vice versa. That's the thing. Is it really? It's probably not that simple, you know? Uh, it's it's probably a little bit of both. I don't think it's just like the team walks in and like, oh, man, Binder's not confident today. We're going to stink. I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think the, the vibe's just a little bit different when Billy Huso's starting versus when Jordan Bennington's starting, and they're able to just play off of each other because of it. Um, that being said, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's become clear that I think that this Blues roster right now isn't quite where it needs to be if they wanted to go on a cup run this season. Regardless of who takes the blame, it's clear that there are holes in this roster that need to be filled either through guys stepping up, you know, be that the goaltending position, uh, or just making additions at the trade deadline or, you know, calling guys up, whatever, getting Scott Brunovich back, being the defensive side of the, of the game for the St. Louis Blues. But last night, you know, getting shelled 7-4 by the New Jersey Devils, I don't care if there were a couple empty net goals. Blues didn't deserve to win that game. They got close because, again, their offense carried them. They kept them in it late, but didn't deserve to win that game. Um, and, you know, in a, in a division race that's as tight as the Central is right now, you can't be struggling against a team like the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, the Blues play down to their competition sometimes. We've definitely seen that. But 
you should be rolling teams like the Devils at this point in the season. You know, you've got it figured out. You've had 45 games to to figure out what works for a hockey, as a hockey team. And the Blues looked like it was their first game of the season last night. Every single player looked like they just didn't really know how to put together a full 60 minutes of hockey. Like, like I said, there were flashes. Braden Shen looked great at times. But then there were other times where Braden Shen didn't back check and led to a two-on run. What, whatever. That that Another one of the biggest problems. This episode is going to be all over the place, by the way. I'm going to start thoughts. I'm going to start ideas and not finish them. Because I'm a little, I'm a little panicked, uh, losing seven four to the Devils. Um, but that's the other thing that really stuck out to me last night is guys not back checking. Um, just even if you're giving up a two on one, you gotta make it a little difficult. You know, don't just let it be a clean two on one break. Let it be like a two on one and a half. Put put your stick in there. You know, just do something to make it a little, a little more stressful, a little more pressure on the guys going out on the odd man rush. And I felt like there were multiple times last night where. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko is a guy that has been notorious for not backchecking when his head's not fully in the game, and I think we saw it last night as well. Um, but not just him, you know, it, was, it really felt like the whole roster at times, they'd have some offensive pressure and the puck would go the other way, and it just you saw, you know, hunched shoulders, guys shaking their heads, like kind of gliding back. And Bennington, yeah, could have made some of those saves, but also if I'm Jordan Bennington and I'm watching my team put pressure on and all of a sudden I see the Devils coming the other way and I'm looking up and I'm seeing the forwards, you know, giving it 75% back. I'm frustrated. I'm feeling a little, I'm, I'm distracted now. You know, my team's not playing as hard as they can be in front of me. It's a mess. Um, and it's not just Jordan Bennington. It's not just the defense. It's not just the offense. It's not just the guys that I've named for not back checking. It's more than that. It is a, a team's, like I said, a systematic failure right now uh, for the St. Louis Blues. The last two games. That being said, you know, they've shown that they have the capability to win hockey games, play winning hockey. And I think they can get back to that point this season. I don't know if they can win a cup right now with this current roster. That's, that's you know, to be determined. But I think that they can make a playoff push with this current roster. Absolutely. I would love to see them make some moves at the deadline for sure. And we're going to be talking about one potential move that they could make in the third segment. But I think that they're a much better hockey team that they showed last night against the New Jersey Devils. But anytime, you know, any team looks like that, it's going to be cause for concern. And like I said, it's more than just one player. It's it's hard for me to go on and say, oh yeah, today we can talk about Jordan Minnington and here's why he caused them a loss. Talked a lot about Jordan Minnington today for sure. And I've probably been more critical of him than I have at any other point in the season. But it's more than that. It's more than just him tonight. Yeah, if he plays, you know, like the Jordan Bennington we saw in the cup run, maybe the Blues come away with a win. But would that be a win that we were super happy about if, you know, Jordan Bennington stands on his head and still, you know, gets tons and tons of scoring chances on him by the New Jersey Devils? Like, even if the Blues come away with a victory there, the, the way that they played is is still concerning. So Chicago Blackhawks, Saturday night, rivalry game. Huge opportunity for the Blues to right the ship, and I'm looking forward to that. That being said, there are some trade rumors we need to get into, and I'm going to be talking about those in the third and final segment. Billy Huso. His name's been on the, the rumor mill uh, for a while now, and Elliot Friedman and 32 Thoughts reported that the Edmonton Oilers are very interested in a guy like him because they are in a free fall right now. They just fired their head coach. Uh, they've lost a lot of games. McDavid and Dreisaitl are only going to be happy there so long. They could be a desperate team, a team that is in prime opportunity to overpay for a guy like Billy Huso. Not saying I want them to do it, but just the hypothetical is they're desperate, could get a hefty return for who is ideally your backup goalie he hasn't been the blues backup goalie this season but in an ideal world jordan bennington just started really who's your backup this year and could be could be a big trade if if that were to happen so i'm gonna be getting into that 
and a little bit more in the third segment. But first, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online because Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts, and I'll be right back. As uh, my co-host, wonderful co-host and editor, Tommy Welch, pointed out on Twitter that Elliot Friedman, in his 32 Thoughts, recently said that the Edmonton Oilers are interested in trading for one Billy Huso, who has been the Blues' wonder kid this season in between the pipes. This has been a spectacular goalie for the Blues in the last few months. Pretty dominant at home, whatever, what have you. You know you know the story. We've been talking about him for a while now. I don't need to fill you guys back in. Edmonton Oilers, on the other hand, are a team that started out really hot. McDavid, uh, Connor McDavid, that is, as opposed to the other one. Uh, Connor McDavid. And Leon Dreisaitl both started up the season on historic paces, you know, looking like they were going to put up two points a game. Dreisaitl looking like he was going to score 80 goals. McDavid looking like he was going to have like 200 points. Fell back down to earth a little bit. And as soon as those two kind of cooled off, even a little bit, they're still producing at ridiculous rates. But now that they're not scoring as much as an entire NHL team on their own anymore, the Oilers are struggling. And the biggest area of struggle for them is the goaltending position as it has been for years now, even pre-McDavid, the Oilers were bad at goaltender. Um, They are desperate for a goalie. You know, they just fired their head coach. Connor McDavid is only going to deal with the mediocrity for so long. Leon Dreisaitl is only going to deal with the mediocrity for so long. I think McDavid's on his fourth coach in five years or fifth coach in six years. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is on his 12th coach in 11 years. The Oilers, man, what more can you say? Um... But that being said, you know, if you're the Edmonton Oilers, if you're looking at the Edmonton Oilers this season and you're looking at if you're trying to find one area where they've struggled the most, it is goaltending. They have not gotten consistent goaltending in for years, especially this year, uh and they're looking to make a big splash in acquiring a goaltender to try to revive this season and try to keep Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl happy. So like I said, desperate for a goalie. Now, if I am an opposing GM looking at the Edmonton Oilers, and I had a goalie that was really, really hot this year, expendable because you have another goalie that should be really well, playing really well, but a little disappointing this year. I, I'm looking at the Edmonton Oilers. I'm giving them a call. St. Louis Blues are in that situation. Billy Huso has been spectacular this year for them. However, he's been inconsistent throughout his entire career. At every level he's played, he's been inconsistent. He was pretty bad with the Blues last year. Who knows if and when he could regress to that level again uh, with them this year or in the future. Or the flip side of that is maybe this is his progression, his growth. Maybe he really is a good NHL goaltender. That's what the Edmonton Oilers would be betting on if they go off the Billy Huso. The other end of that is Jordan Binnington sort of in the opposite situation. Yeah, he came up from the AHL, was about to be sent to the ECHL, hasn't played a full season of hockey, whatever, whatever. Won a Stanley Cup. Can't, Can't deny that won a Stanley Cup, and played at one of the highest levels for his position. There was a point at this season where we were talking about Jordan Binnington being a no-brainer for the starting goaltender for Team Canada. We can't act like Binnington, his career has been a fluke. At this point, I think we've established that Jordan Binnington can play good hockey at an NHL level. Like I said, there was a point in time this season, I'm sure we had episodes of this podcast titled Jordan Binnington, Best Canadian Goal, whatever, 
this isn't this isn't like a, a long term thing that Jordan Bennington is you know potentially not the Blues guy. It's a goalie controversy. Everyone everyone knows Blues fans love a goalie controversy. We've seen it in the past. This is giving me shades of Jake Allen and Brian Elliott all over again. So that being said, it would make a lot of sense for the Blues to say, look, Billy Huso has been really good, but Jordan Bennington's our guy moving forward. And if Billy Huso is the guy that we need to move in order to shore up the defense that has been so shaky this season, maybe we do it. You know, the Edmonton Oilers definitely have some defensemen that could make a lot of sense for the St. Louis Blues. If they're looking to go for an older route, a guy like Oscar Clefbaum, they can go for the younger route. I think a guy like Evan Bouchard was picked or in the top 10 by the Oilers a couple years ago. It just hasn't has a, hasn't found a way to crack their lineup this season. So maybe that wouldn't be the fix right away for the St. Louis Blues, but a longer term solution. The Edmonton Oilers also have some, you know, some young defensemen that the Blues could go after that wouldn't necessarily be the game changing player this season, but down the line could turn into a top four, top two defenseman for them. There's definitely some options there for the St. Louis Blues to shore up the defensive position by trading Billy Huso to the Edmonton Oilers. I don't know if you can make that move yet because I think you need to see if Billy Huso can keep this up. As of right now, today, Friday, February 11th, and obviously things can change. As of right now, let's say the trade deadline has already passed. What is the best chance of the St. Louis Blues winning a Stanley Cup? It's with Billy Huso at their starting goaltender. If the playoffs started tomorrow, with the way that things have been going, the Blues would be forced to have Billy Huso be their starting goaltender. That's not the case, fortunately, and there's time to figure it out, but... I don't know if you can really go into the rest of the season with that big of a question mark. You don't want to destroy Jordan Bennington's confidence permanently. If he's just off this season, you want to have a contingency plan. You want to let him take the time that he needs because as much as it's difficult for Jordan Bennington to sit on the bench behind Billy Huso, as much as that hurts his confidence, it hurts it even more if he's going in and giving up five, six, seven goals. So you don't. You, you need to be careful right now um, with the goaltending situation for the St. Louis Blues. And I think that they have guys in the system that could come up and play a solid backup role, but it just scares me. Um, I don't know. There's just so much unknown with it, especially with goalies in general. You never know when a goalie's going to you know, progress into a, a Vesna candidate, or you never know when a goalie's going to regress into a shell of their former self. We've seen it time and time again all around the NHL. So it is it's a scary time for the St. Louis Blues in terms of what they're going to do with their goaltending situation. I think, you know, not think, I know that the front office has a better grip grasp on the situation than, you know, we do as fans. We can speculate as much as we want. We can say, oh yeah, if the team plays better in front of blah, 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 blah. We can, we can say whatever we want. But the fact of the matter is there have been tons and tons and tons of internal conversations on how this goaltending situation situation is going to be handled moving forward. Um, Jordan Bennington knows where the situation is going to be moving forward. Billy Huso knows where the situation is going to be moving forward. So time will only tell. You know, as the deadline gets closer, if we see Bennington getting more regular starts, I would not be surprised to see Billy Huso get dealt. But if the trade deadline approaches and Billy Huso is still getting a majority of the starts, I don't think we can really look to see him traded because that would just be a drastic switch up for a team that's in playoff contention. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be stressful, and I'm here for it. This stuff is fun. As much as it scares me, it's why I love being a hockey fan, you know, looking at the roster, looking at potential moves, trying to speculate, trying to armchair GM. It's it's. Oh, it's, a, it's a fun time. Uh, if, if this year's NHL trade deadline is even 10% what the NBA trade, de- trade deadline was this year, I'd be, I'd be stoked because it uh, seems like teams are getting a little antsy as well. Um, but yeah, 
Only way you'll uh, you'll hear my thoughts on that and Tommy's thoughts on that is if you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on because I'm all out of time for today's episode. So like I said, follow or subscribe whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Leave a review if you're feeling so kind. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. We're growing. We're past 125 subscribers. I know, small milestones, but hey, it's, it's a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, so hit that subscribe button there. Leave a comment. We like to chat with you guys in the comments. Um, hit the notification bell. That way, whenever we upload an episode to YouTube, you guys will be the first to know. Follow us on all of our various social medias at Lockdown Blues on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy at TWelcher15. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.